You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentary's Global Rankings. Thank you for listening to episode 19 of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. My name's Charlotte Greenway and it's Friday the 26th of November. Well, there's plenty to look forward to on this episode where we will revisit some of Nick's interviews this week with connections of runners at Newbury, Newcastle and Fairy House this weekend. On day one of the Labricks Winter Carnival at Newbury, we saw the talking horse John Bon make a winning start over hurdles in impressive fashion for Nicky Henderson, JP McManus and Aidan Coleman. The feature race, the long distance hurdle, was won by Thomas Darby, who looked an unlikely winner turning in, but stayed on well to do it nicely in the end under Sean Bowen, with Paisley Park back in third. Of course, the feature on day two is the Labricks Trophy, formerly the Hennessy, run over three and a quarter miles. It's been won by multiple Gold Cup winners in the past, most recently Native River, and this year's renewal might just be another raid on English soil by Henry de Bromhead and Rachel Blackmore with Eclat de Rue. Last year's winner Cloth Cap is back again and he ran perfectly well in his prep run at Cheltenham last time. However, he's now off a £16 higher mark than when he won the race last year and so it certainly won't be easy. But his jockey Tom Scudamore is looking forward to attempting the challenge of back-to-back Labricks trophies and spoke to Nick at the beginning of the week. Yeah, it's, uh, it certainly has been. Um, look, it's, uh, no, I've always felt it's one of the sort of jump classics. Um, Newbury's a fantastic track and I've been very fortunate in the race. Uh, you can hardly have won any races as easily as you did this race last year on, on Cloth Cap. He was absolutely sensational, wasn't he? He was he was fantastic. Um, you know, he did. We were in control from a, from an early stage, um, and yeah, his his round of jumping was there for all to see, and yeah, he did it very comfortably. And normally speaking, I think right, he's off 154 this year, and he was off 136 last year. It just can't happen, and that's why horses, unless they're freaky horses, can't come back and do it again. Um, what's your thought on that? Um, look, obviously we're, we're a lot higher this year, but he, he won in such a manner. You know, he didn't just win last year; he he absolutely annihilated them. Um, it'll be similar ground to this year, so obviously uh, you know, that that gives you a, a big boost as well. Um, and also, I know he's running off a lot higher mark, but um, you know he, he, it could be argued that in between um, when he ran at, at Kelso, he ran to 160. So um, you know, he might be might be even a few pound well in off, off that form, but obviously. Um, it's there you can pick holes in it what have you but he did run to a very very high standard that day um so yeah i i don't think um you know obviously it's going to be a lot harder but i certainly don't think it's insurmountable so in the grand national he went into the race you know one of the best handicapped horses ever to go into it theoretically and it didn't really happen um he then had wind surgery is that because you felt that his wind just checked out on you yeah, it did. Um, you know, he, he made a made a noise in the, in the national. Um, it was something I, I certainly hadn't heard in previous races, um, and John Joe hadn't heard at home. Um, but yeah, he made a noise in the race, and uh, unfortunately, um, that that scuppered all chance we had. And what encouragement did you um, glean from his comeback at, at Cheltenham, where he seemed to run pretty well for a seasonal debut? 
He did. Um, obviously, he was out the, without the cheek pieces as well. Um, you know, sometimes, like Grandad always said it, that when they come back from wind surgery, it can sometimes just take a, a run for them to get used to it again. Obviously, they can remember the, the time before, maybe their wind hampering them. Um, he showed no signs of that. You know, he, he ran very well for a long way. Obviously, we're going to have to step up on that on Saturday. Um, but he, he showed plenty of very good signs and there's no reason why he can't. Do you look at the race and think it's a stronger race than it was last year? Are you, do you think it's a deeper race? I think it's, it's, it's always a strong race. Um, you can make a case for, for so many of them. Um, I think probably going into the race last year, you know, the fact that Crosscap um, could get into the handicap off his mark, um, you, know, you thought, well, maybe it's not as strong as, as, as many renewals. Having said that, he had some very good horses behind him. Um, you know, he had Cheltenham Festival winners and, and, and the likes behind him. So I don't think you can ever say there's a, there's any weaker races. Um, the, 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 whether it's a stronger race than last year, we're going to find out on Saturday. Um, but it, it, again, it does look a, a typically fiercely competitive labyrinth. The Tizard team are backfiring after a bit of a quiet spell last season and their horses look to be back to their best, judging by Lost in Translation's performance at Ascot last weekend, and they'll be hoping that Fiddler on the Roof can continue the rich vein of form that they've been in since jockey Brendan Powell Jr. renewed his association with the stable. Nick caught up with Brendan Powell earlier in the week and asked him how excited he was to be riding a horse with a real chance in a race like this. Very excited, Nick. Um, obviously, he's a he's a live contender, isn't he? And um, he did everything right at Carlisle, and you know, going into the race, couldn't, couldn't really be happier with with the horse I'm riding. Really, he's a horse who wasn't slow as a young horse at all. He won a Tolworth Hurdler Grade One as a as a novice hurdler. Um, does he feel like a stayer to you? Like he's obviously got a bit of pace, but he you know he wasn't he wasn't stopping at, at Carlisle and. Um, I believe he did he break the, the track record on soft ground round there that day. So you need a bit of pace with you know, in those in those big handicaps to sort of try and hold your position. But he, he feels to me like like he like will stay. Um so I you know, as far as I'm aware he's he's, he's fit and ready to go, so the Tizards will have him in have him in good shape. And really the motif of the season, or one of the motifs of the season, has been a, a slight resurgence in the fortunes of the Tizard Yard, which neatly coincides with, with you getting back on a, a lot of the, the high-profile horses. Um, how do you feel the horse is at home? You've obviously ridden him since Carlisle. Yeah, I actually scored him this morning, Nick. Um, the first time I sat on him since Carlisle, and um, we jumped, I think we only jumped four, four fences and, and two hurdles this morning, but... He feels in really good order and, um, and you know, feels very, very fresh and well in himself. So, um, you yeah, know, all systems go for Saturday, really. And, and this uh, renewed association, sort of formalised association with Colin and, and Joe, you know, it all started years ago when, when you won it at Cheltenham on, on Golden Chieftain. How does it feel to be sort of right back in the thick of things? Oh, it's brilliant, Nick. I mean, you know, I, I, I turned up to, to, to Colin Tizard as a spotty-faced 16-year-old and... Um, you know, between Colin and, and the whole family, they you know they took you know they, they took me in like a member of the family really. And um, you know when I was a young lad, Joe took me under his wing. I lived with Joe for a few years, um, and you know I was very very lucky from a from a young age to be given some very good opportunities for you know from the Tizard team. And you know they they got me going essentially really. Um, and so it's great now to be 
to be back riding for them again and, and obviously you know be, be Colin's sort of final season as a trainer and um, you know Joe's a massive part of it now as well so to, to, to have the association with them again and, and be riding them you know big winners is, is, is you know it does mean a lot and it's, 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 uh, I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunities. Like her father, Kerry Lee has had a number of very nice staying chasers and she looks to have another smart one in the machine. We've only seen him eight times on the race course and so he's definitely entitled to still be improving. And so when Nick spoke to Kerry Lee in the week, he asked what sort of form the horse is in coming into this. He's in great form actually, Nick. Um, really looking forward to running him this weekend. Um, just hope we get enough rain. Is rain absolutely crucial to his chance or would you happily let him run on a decent surface? I think I would let him run on a decent surface. He does by, he by no means needs a bog or soft, particularly soft ground. I actually think he got a little bit stuck in the mud at Ascot um, when, he, when he was beaten by Remastered in February. Um, he, needs, he needs nice jumping ground, you know. He's, he's a, quite a big topped horse. Um, but yeah, he, he's quite happy on good to soft ground. All right, let's get down to brass tacks then, Kerry. You've trained some very good staying chasers. Uh, on what you've seen so far, and the evidence is, is limited but positive, how good do you think he is relative to them? That is impossible to answer. He's so low mileage, I don't think we know yet. Um, uh, he has a great profile. Um, let's hope he can live up to it and, uh, you know, do us proud. Have you always thought he was good, though? Like, properly good? Um, oh, You've, I've always liked him. I've always had quite a soft spot for this horse. Um, he's been campaigned very carefully um, just because I've always liked him. Yes, I have got a soft spot for this horse. I think that's fair. And Richard Patrick, will, will he ride him if he if he runs? Yes, he will. Remaster beat De Machine at Ascot in February and there's been a bit of money around for him over the last couple of days. And so when Nick spoke to his trainer, David Pipe, this morning, he asked him how he thinks he'll get on. Yeah, obviously second season. Uh, novices do well in the uh, in the Ladbrokes. He progressed a lot last season. Um, probably took us a bit by surprise, and there's no reason why he can't improve again. Uh, Ashley Farrant rides him every day, so he's in good form. So um, we just would, you know, his form tells you that um, soft, heavy ground. He's probably a little bit better on that ground. Is that what you've always thought, or is that just what he's done on the race course, or has, has what he's done on the race course informed you that way? I mean, when you got him, did you think, mm, yeah, he looks like a soft ground horse? Well, he's got a very high knee action, um, hits, hits the ground quite hard, and, uh, you know, he probably copes with heavy ground better than other horses. Um, he goes on better ground, he'll go on the ground at Newbury. Uh, whether he's quite as effective on it is a, another matter. And I remember when he first came to you from Liz Doyle and he won his first couple of races and then you were scratching your head a bit, but you look at the horses who were beating him, you know, Getaway Trump and Dashiell Drasher, you know, Potter's Corner. It, he sort of always found a way of running into some pretty good ones until he really got a clear run at things. Yeah, he, he did. Um, and I think, you know, his asset um, over fences and why he's a bit better over fences is that he's, he's a big horse and, and he jumps very well. Um, you know, he finds it easy, takes it in his stride. Is he, is he basically fast enough to get into a good rhythm round here, do you think, in a race like this? Well, once again, Nick, on, on better ground, um, I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, so we'll, we'll find out on Saturday. Uh, was there ever any question about 
Tom riding riding remastered or, or cloth cap. I mean, was it a, was it a tricky call for him? And we spoke to him yesterday. Or, or, or were you sort of always of the view that he'd probably ride last year's winner? Um, it was his decision. Um, you know, I think probably the decision might have been the other way if it had been soft, heavy ground. But um, yeah, no, it was his decision. Um, uh, we've got a good team back at the yard, and uh, as I say, you know, the owners were great to put Fergus up. Uh, and you've got uh, quite a few runners over the course of the weekend and you're, you're coming up here now. Who are you most looking forward to? Either Newbury, Doncaster, Bangor, wherever else you're going? I quite like, uh, I quite like Starmax running at Newbury for us on Saturday. First time out from us from Joseph O'Brien's. Uh, yeah, it's a tough race. And we'll learn more about him. Might want a bit further, but he's pleased us at home. And, uh, you know, he's a big price, but could run well. Nobody has their string in better form than Nigel Twiston Davis, who runs the Hollow Ginge. And the owners are no strangers to winning a top-class handicap at Newbury, following Splash of Ginger's success in the 2014 Betfair Hurdle. The Hollow Ginge lost his way a little bit last season, but he finished second on his comeback at Cheltenham last time, and so Nick put it to Nigel Twiston Davis that he must have been delighted with that. Yes, he, he he ran really well. Ground we thought probably too fast for him, but uh, you know he did really well. And uh, the more rain, the better. There is just a, a drizzle. It's a little bit damp this morning here at Newbury as I look over the course. Uh, do, do you think he'd be really effective if it if it got really quite testing? Well, I think it, it upsets the others probably more than it does him. Um, I think he's got a, a you know a good chance. He was fourth last year. Uh, um, so he's better this time. He's quite a hard horse to get a handle on, isn't he? If you look at his overall career, it's quite a head scratch to know, to know exactly sort of how good he is, I suppose. Yes, he, he does seem better in the in the autumn. It, well, why do you think that is? No idea. Ask him. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but is it, it? It can't be a freshness thing because it's not as though he doesn't improve for a run. No, 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 no. It's not a freshness thing at all. It's just uh, um, he just seems so much better then. Yeah. Okay, so better in the autumn. The yard's in great form. You think he's in a feasible place in the handicap? Yes, oh, definitely, yes. Okay, good. Now, there's an exciting horse you run tomorrow in what used to be called the Jerry Fielden. It's now the Labyrinth's Committee to Save a Gambling Intermediate Hurdle. Uh, Gowell Road, who you and I have spoken about a lot. Do you think he needed to improve significantly to win last time or not? Um, probably not. Um, but I hope he is improving, though, yeah. Smallish field, you've got one very good horse we know about against you in Soaring Glory and two other fairly decent ones. Sam was quite content to take it up a fair way out at Cheltenham. Is he the sort of horse, if it became tactical, you could get on with and make the running, do you think? Would you be happy, confident to be allow him to do that? Uh, not really. He's, 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 comparatively, you know, he's, he's quite green still, so yeah. you'd rather somebody was helping him up front, but uh, it may not happen, and... Uh, and he definitely stays, so I'm sure he'll be near the front anyway. Yeah, you mentioned that he is—he he does wander around a little bit. Is that him? Do you think, or do you think he's just going to get better and better and better? Well, that's just him. He's just green, you know. He will get better and better, I hope. Another interesting horse you run in the rehearsal chase, a good boy, Bobby, at Newcastle. Again, you and I have spoken about him a lot. The last time we spoke, you suggested to me that you thought the horse was pretty well handicapped and in he or and up he bolted. He, he has gone. He is. Uh, he is just edged up a little bit in the weights, but not all that much. Not that much. And is it the strongest rehearsal chase? Probably not. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for improvement. You know, it's a little bit further, but. I, I, I'm hoping he'll run really well. 
Um, have you always looked upon him as a staying horse rather than a sort of mid-trip horse? Because most of his running has been done at two and a half. Yes. No, I'm sure he's much more settled now and I'm sure three mile was no problem. Rich and Susanna Ritchie will have two runners in their pink and green silks in the Labrooks Trophy, top weight Brammer Bull and Animix. Both from the Willie Mullins stable, when Nick caught up with their racing manager Joe Chambers, he began by asking him which one he believes has the better chance. Uh, if the ground stays as it is, I'd probably say Animix. I think his form with Galvin is um, looking better uh, in hindsight than it did perhaps on the day at Punchestown six or eight weeks ago. Um, and he is, now that we have found a trip for him over fences, he's probably improving uh, at that trip. So I'm, I'm very interested to see how he goes. I think Brahma Bull is likely to end up with top weight or near his damage. And as such, it would be very hard for him in a very competitive race like that to um, to, to carry that to victory. Uh, but all that being said, I expect him to run a very credible race touch with as long as both of them get there sound and well. And tightening the screws on Saldier ahead of a, uh, uh, his bid to lower the colours of Honeysuckle, is this going to be your best ever chance of beating the Star Mare, do you think? Uh, don't know. To date, probably yes, but... I mean, it's not as if Henry's had needed the run when he started off their season last Saturday being Exhibit A. Um, but tightening the screws on Saldier with fingers crossed and kid gloves to make sure he stays in one piece along the way has been half the battle that we have with him. He's a horse we've always thought has been riddled with ability um, and you know injuries and um, the very unfortunate um, trodden on by the uh, ill-fated Espoir Dallin uh, aside, he's always delivered for us really when he's got to the track uh, within reason. So, look, it, uh, it'll be interesting to see him over two and a half miles. He was too keen over three uh, in the stairs hurdle last year, but I think the cheek pieces have helped. And if we're going to catch her, it's probably going to be this time round. For all, I think it's nearly probably her best trip as well. So, let's see how we get on, but we'll go there with a fighting chance and give it our best shot. Of course, this weekend, we also see the return of champion hurdle winner Honeysuckle at Fairy House in the Hatton's Grace. She'll be taking on Saldia, as we've just heard from Joe Chambers. However, it's surely going to take a pretty special performance from any of her rivals to bring this mare's unbeaten run to an end. Racing manager Peter Maloney spoke with Nick in the middle of the week and shared the sort of vibes he'd been getting from the Henry de Bromhead yard ahead of her return. Um, well, you know, I think Henry was quite conscious this year. By his own admission last year, she wasn't the fittest for the Hatton's race last year. And she was actually the first time in her life she blew up in the, in the Hatton's race last year and kind of scrambled home. Um, it was just her class and guts got her home. Um, he seems as confident as he'd ever get Henry Bromhead to be that he has her and um, that she'll strip fit her this time. Um, so, um, no, he seems, he seems happy, as, as, as happy as he'll ever get Henry. They're sort of telling us it's going to be nice, you know, what they're calling nice festival ground. So, um, so I think, you know, I think we'll be happy enough. I, th- I don't think it's going to be, uh, I think we're happy with the way, you know, Peter Rose sort of assured us it's going to be nice ground. So we're happy with that. Just in terms of the season as a whole, I know we talked at the back end of last year about you were thinking half thing here going chasing and then decided to stay over hurdles. Are we likely to see anything different or does the campaign just map itself out, you know, wash, rinse, repeat from last year? I think, yeah, I think, you know, please God, let's get over uh, Sunday first. But uh, all going well, um, you know, I think, yeah, I think 
It's a cracking weekend of racing and I wonder whether it will be another Blackmore de Bromhead domination. Thank you very much for listening. Nick will be back with you on Monday morning to review the action and bring you the latest news. Have a great weekend and enjoy the racing. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Thank you.